0: Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to wait and review us too. Enjoy the show. Hello, good morning and good evening. I'm Johnny from the North Bank. Welcome to another Guns and Yellow Ribbons podcast. A podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Remember to share and review us on Apple Podcast Cast. Sorry. Acast, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Spotify. Today, I'm joined by Dan Potsey, Scanny Mike, to discuss the upcoming match against Aston Villa. Welcome, lads. Hello, Johnny. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. Scanny, how are you, buddy?
1: Yeah, not too bad, mate. Thank you very much. How are you doing?
0: Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing slightly better than you. No, <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, we were just saying before you've had some some uh, mouth Dentist surgery. Work. Some necessary work?
1: Yeah, some dentist work, so I'm a bit, feeling a bit rough, feeling like my face has been plastered by a couple of people, so yeah,
0: yeah, I'm not doing too bad. Probably feel about the same as uh, Trev's head this morning after one too many lemonades. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hello Trev, hope you're feeling better. Well, at least we know where he is. Whee! (laughs) Hashtag West Trev. Right, so straight into it, shall we? Team news. Team news. Apparently, Holding is ready to start a game. Right? Uh, he's fit. He's he's been in uh, full se- full squad training for about a week and a half, two weeks. Do you think he will start? No. 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 Oh, I agree. Well, that was no. easy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, sorry, Dan, you go on, mate. Nah, uh,
0: it's so
2: It's going to be Lewis and Socrates again, unfortunately. Mm. I, I don't see what Callum Chambers has to do to get in the team, but I think it will be Lewis and Socrates. Holding, for me, uh, I, I thought he would have actually got apart last night, but um, that didn't happen. So maybe he isn't as fit as we all expect him to be. Mm. I
0: don't know. No, I agree. I agree. I mean, I think, if anything, the same with him and uh, Tierney. Being more or less at the same level uh forest is probably going to be a far more realistic first game back yes yes i think so I, I i hope so too uh another player who's uh on the sidelines is lacazette we do miss him uh especially because we want to hear his song a bit more i mean i've been singing it at work and annoying all the spuds at work so <laughs> i mean i'm literally walking around the building site i was working on uh singing that song top top of my voice which is quite funny
1: fair play can't argue with that
0: <laughs> fuck them if they don't like it they can go what well, I was going to say is
1: it Tierney and uh, Bellerin are playing for the under 23s aren't they yeah. this weekend is it that's tonight oh, isn't it is it tonight is it tonight? is it tonight I think so yeah Yeah. well they're going to um, play a part in the under twenty three, so it's not going to be long maybe two three weeks yeah
0: well we I yeah yeah <laughs> I'm really hoping to, um, yeah, it's tonight against Wolves under twenty threes. Kicks off at uh, seven pm. I'm really hoping that we're going to see a Bellerin in an Arsenal shirt in that game. It'll be it'll be a huge relief to see him getting back on on his feet. Um, So apparently, Ozil needed a rest after less than one game. Don't
2: go there, man. Don't even go there. Don't even get me started.
0: I think we will. that can be very well covered on the next main podcast, but let's just say, if he is being rested for this Aston Villa game, he better fucking show up. Next. Saka. What a performance last night. I think he deserves a starting place, personally. Mike, would you agree?
1: Uh, yeah, he played well. Uh, I don't think he's going to start against Villa. I think... Uh for me don't get me wrong I thought he played well he did really well he he took his chance with well he took his opportunity with the best he could have done really and it showed Uh, but I just can't see him for instance starting the next game I think he well deserves a place on the bench and see how he goes from there if he can come off the bench and do his work and come through that way uh, I think that's probably going to be the best option for him
0: Agree Uh, Uh. Potsey, what do you think? Do you think he's ready to start against Villa or do you think it's a little bit too soon? He is going to be bent on the bench, mate. But
2: all I will say about Saka, last night I was very impressed. I hope Reece Nelson's looking at that performance. Mm -hmm. because that is how you take your chance because okay he made some mistakes I thought early on but what I loved about not just him but also the youngsters was their resilience they just kept going they didn't get their head down they just kept going and going and then that to me is what happens when you keep going is you score a great goal and you create a second I thought hats off to the lad I thought he was sensational and for me that left wing position is up for grabs for someone at the moment and he's the one who's looking like he's going to grab it at the moment because for me, it looks. I'm surprised Nelson didn't start last night, but for me, yeah, Saka. I'd like to see him given a chance, and if he is on the bench, I'd like to see him come on on Sunday.
1: Like I just said, he, he, he took his opportunity and he took it well, and uh, he showed what he, he, he shows what he's made of basically, and that, that's what I think it's is. He's, he's done the right thing now. This is where I think where I come across is like I agree with Dan. There, he's definitely on the bench. I can't see him starting, but when it comes to when he comes, if he does actually get on the game and he comes off the bench against Villa and he takes that opportunity again, he's gonna make Emery's life very difficult, or well, I'd say difficult, but I think he's gonna make his life easier if he can carry on playing like he's been playing. Uh, him, I've been him impressed a, with him ever since he was in the under-23s I've watched him a few times and yeah. even last season when he, uh come on against uh, a few other teams in the League Cup uh, he, he takes his opportunity every time so it's not going to be long before he starts knocking on, the, on his uh, head coach's door and say right why aren't you putting me on
0: Exactly he's giving Emery a choice he's giving him a decision to make and that's all that Emery can ask for is for these these players that are coming through is to um, is to make it a, a more difficult job for Emery because he's feeling that like he has to play some of these guys to blood them in. And I think we've got quite a few group games and cup games and stuff to play the burgeoning talent that we've got. So I think it's it's an exciting time for the youth uh, coming through at Arsenal. They're being recognised, especially people like Joe Willock, Maitland Niles, now Saka... Uh, uh, Emil Death Row records.
1: Can you put Maitland Nails in that group now? Because he's had a few... What is it, two or three years now in the first team?
0: Yes, but he's still... How old is he? 20? 21? Uh, yeah, I think so. He's, he's older than is
1: he? doozy isn't he? Um, yeah, he is,
0: I think. But he's still around of 21... 21 years old. Oh
1: yeah, I'm just saying you can't put him in the category now. He's, he's established himself into that first team, has he? So he's got himself to that point. Alright, fair enough, we can argue if he's in the right position or not, but I don't think we can put him into the youngsters now or people coming through because he's established established himself into the first team.
0: Only out of necessity in in, in fairness. And he, he's he's only... taken his
1: chance and he's worked it well. Exactly. He, I can't argue.
0: His recent... Um... Interview that he did with Sky Sports, basically said, look, I am not a defender. I am a midfielder. I've always been an attacking player. So I'm still learning the defensive side. And I think some proportion of the fan base that we, and we can be inwardly critical uh, and always give him a hard time. But at the end of the day, it's like trying to put someone like uh, Mkhitaryan at right wing back.
1: Oh, I know. I think any Arsenal fan with an amount of intelligence in him knows that he's not a right wing back. Exactly. Uh, so he has been put into that squad to be put there to fill a hole. But you can argue, yes, he has his good days and bad days. But who doesn't?
0: Well, uh, just to be clear, uh, he's only just turned twenty-two on the twenty-ninth of August. So yeah, I said he
1: was older than Guendouzi and he's yeah. twenty, isn't he? So yeah, I was right
0: yeah well still I still consider him uh, if he was going to put him in in order I think he's one of the, the first ones to really break his way in and all, he's you know forging a path for the players following behind like Nelson Willock uh, to a certain extent you've got uh, holding he's not much different in age um, he, he's um, well, if without the uh, injury that he got, toward, you know, against United, he probably would have been a mainstay in the first team. So we've got oh, last season. Good... I
1: don't think Holding would have been out the team, would he?
0: Exactly. They had a really good partnership. With, and I'm really hoping that they pick up where they left off before. Can't wait for Holding to come back, man. Can't wait. It, he's not the Messiah, but he could possibly kick Louise but to the sidelines, and that's what Mate. more than anything I'm hoping for.
2: Breaks up them to He put it that way. and That's what's needed, in my opinion.
0: He's 24. Literally, today is his birthday. Twenty. Rob Holding. Rob Holding. So I
2: didn't know if he's even that old. I thought he was 22. Fair enough. Yeah. So well, happy 24th birthday.
0: Yeah, yeah. Big Bob, as I like to call him. Happy birthday, Rob.
2: Happy birthday.
0: So uh, we'll be singing his um, singing his song. I'm sure uh, the uh, Villa game this weekend. Which we should be getting on to now. So, back to the matter in hand. Just look at some of the stats, as Fergus likes to look at some stats. Head-to-head, Arsenal have won six consecutive league and cup games against Aston Villa. Keeping a clean sheet in each of the last five. Now, Villa have won three Premier League games away at Arsenal. A tally that's only exceeded by United and Chelsea. They've beaten us four times at at the Emirates, or the High, highbury as well. I think that carries both. I I think uh, I mean they they're they're a team they're a club that you know they've been there thereabouts in the in the top league for a long time, and I'm, it's nice to see that they've come up uh, back from the championship because you know there they're, they're a, a massive they're a, club, mate. They're, they're a, a big massive club. club. They've got a massive following, great ground, great training facilities. And uh, they've had some good owners in the past. Apart from that American twat who nearly <laughs> run them into the ground. Now they've got uh, some good backing and they seem to be doing it the right way. And I think they've got a good young manager. I mean, he's a local had to used to be a ball boy there so and a steward. So you can't really knock the way that they're trying to do it. Um, now, just focusing on Arsenal for a bit, as we all like to do we like to look at arsenal at every opportunity now we've lost just one in the last 20 premier league home games that's 15 wins and four draws in the last 20 that's a really good record and that's basically what got us to uh pushing for top four last season it was only our away form that let us down so it it's 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 fantastic really i mean the last um Defeat we had at home was at Crystal Palace in April, and obviously we know that's basically what stopped us from getting in top four. Um, however, we've only recorded one clean sheet in the last ten league games, and I don't think that um, the fan base is disquiet about the defensive uh, frailties that we've got is unfounded based on that stat. Now, Mike. We've all had lots of discussions about our frailties. Do you feel like uh, we're on the verge of getting some solidity with uh, players returning, like Bellerin and Tierney going to make his start, and Holding coming through? Do you think we could actually forge going, you know, in the in the last two thirds of the season, a really strong defensive line?
1: It, it's possible, but it all depends which. Uh... I mentioned in our video podcast uh, after uh, last weekend's game, it all comes down to the tactics and how we play, and this is what I've been questioning. Uh, uh, Well, this is what I've been starting to question now, and I think a lot of other people are doing the same. Um, With players coming back, yes, there is definitely a possibility. Uh, We can't rule that out, but we also can't rule out our defensive frailties. Uh, because they've they've come pretty much the norm now, uh, so it's I just I don't know I, I can't I'd like to be able to say for definite yes it, it's gonna ha- it, we're definitely gonna keep more clean sheets now but I just personally I just can't see it um, we're gonna have to do it at the other end of the pitch and score pretty well basically outscore the other team yeah and I think that's gonna be like this for the next two. See, I'm going to say it's going to be possibly like this for the next two seasons.
0: Wow, uh, that's not as positive as I was expecting from you to be quite frank.
1: Well, <laughs> you got to be realistic sometimes.
0: Yeah, there's realism. Yeah, there's realism in there. Um, there is a worrying stat uh, around penalties that's going around at the moment, uh, and we will touch on it in in the question section at the end of the podcast. But uh, t- we've conceded the most amount of... Uh, so I think we're joint with an- another Premier League team. Uh, we've Since the beginning of the last season, we've conceded ten penalties. Ten. That's ridiculous. Uh, I mean, granted, most of them are Zaka, But still, we can't shoot him. I mean, it's like a lame horse. It would be kindness at this point. Um, or is that Mustafi? Yeah, fucking shooting both anyway going into the game this, this weekend we'd like to look at the formation of likely lineups uh, Potsy looking at the the available players how do you think we're going to line up how do I think we're going to
2: line up, or how would I like to line up? How what the team I think is going to be? Yeah. Yeah. How, what do you think? Uh, we're okay. Going,
0: how do you think we're going to do? It? And then we can we can come back to how you would want.
2: Okay. Well, for me, it's going to be Leno in goal. It's going to be Matej niles at right back. As long as Kalasenac is fit, it will be him at left back. I think it's going to be David Lewis and Socrates. I think it's going to be Granite Chaka along with uh, Gündüz, and then Subiós, and then I think it's going to be. Pepe, Ozil and Aubameyang. That's what I believe it will be.
0: Right. Um, I can't disagree with you there, to be honest with you. Um, I think that's that's most likely to be the line-up. Uh, Mike, do you think it might he might give a chance to some of the younger players coming in or how do you see us uh, likely to line up?
1: Uh, it's probably more likely how... Um, Dan just said it or Potsey just said it there, it's I think that's how it's gonna pretty much be, but I can also see that Diamond formation coming back as well, which yeah. I Ugh. really don't want to see because know. Aston Villa are quite they're pretty good on the attack and they've shown that so far.
0: They have got some creative players in the and middle. And they
1: have got some really good players there, so we can't rule that out. And I just I, I can honestly see I can see that diamond formation coming back and I can pretty much see the same line-up as uh, how we went up against uh, uh, last weekend. So, uh,
2: it's a great, it's, it's a great it's point about this, um, about this midfield because this midfield is bugging me more than the defence because everyone talks about the defence throughout. It's at least what Emery's doing is playing centre-backs in centre-back positions because I cannot for the life of me understand why Granite Xhaka and Torreira have now swapped positions and Granite Xhaka is now our anchor man and Torreira seems to be playing in some him in Eden Hazard role whatever it is I cannot understand that you, this needs explaining
0: no I totally agree with that um, I, I had a very spirited discussion with a fellow gooner at work uh, yesterday uh, and basically I you know, uh, people who listen to the podcast regularly and have heard me talk about this will might be a bit bored of it. But I really do think that the top top teams in Europe have got this defensive midfielder, this false DM, come centre back who drops into the back line. And the very best teams have these. And you look at no further than the top two teams in this country. Uh, of Liverpool's got Fabinho. And Man City have got Fernandinho and now Rodri. We need that kind of player, and we do not have that. We don't have someone who that's their role. We don't have someone who's going to do that, and you know, uh, in the same way Mecklele did, make it his own. You know, the position named after them.
1: We haven't had it since Gilberto Silva. We may have had players who could play that role and not been utilised in the way that could have been, as in Coquelin and. Um I can't remember the other ones. Alex Song. Him. Yeah. Alex Song, yeah. Alex Song. So we've had the players that can play them roles, uh, but they've never been utilised in that way. So so really, in fairness, we haven't had that anchor man, that unsung hero, uh, since Gilberto Silva
0: I Totally agree. I mean if you if he was gonna play anybody in that role, it would have to be between David Dewees, because he can play in, in a DM position, or uh, chambers, because those are the only two players that I can see in our squad who have any level of experience in that position that you could actually drop into that kind of tactic without much, um, let's say, hangover period. I don't know if you agree with that. Yeah. See, I, the... I,
1: oh, sorry, Pottsy, go,
2: uh, go on. you're right, Scanny. It's, uh,
0: it's just... I was
1: just going to be quick and I was going to say the problem is with that, we've got Xhaka and he ain't getting dropped.
2: <laughs> man, Unfortunately. This is the yeah. point. This is the point I'm on about. This is what frustrates me the most, is that he is gonna play every single game Granite Chaka and he's gonna play him in whatever position he sees him fit. And at the moment he seems to believe that he is our anchor man when he was there for two seasons and he did nothing in that position. Now if you're not gonna play Lucas Torreira there, that doesn't bother me so much, but it does bother me when you're trying to play Granite Chaka there. Mm-hmm. So for example, if we did have, say, DeCore from Watford or if we oh, did yes. have an absolute monster, yeah. To hold in a DM role, then I don't mind Torreira not playing there. But when you've got Granite Chaka trying to do that, it just doesn't work for me.
0: I mean, what was it the last two seasons, maybe three seasons? Pretty much everybody I've spoken to, whenever De comes out with it, if one or two things get said. Oh yeah, he's a player or two. Why haven't we bought him? And every so, time we delay, every window that goes past. Another five million, another ten million goes on to his price, and we we t- we, we could have bought him uh, from Watford in his first season for what fifteen million, twenty million easily. And easily. looking back on it now, that would have been an absolute steal. Yes, it would. Granted, we wouldn't be blessed with uh, the the song of Torreira, uh, you know, not less the actual player himself, because I don't think if we would have bought Decoré or someone of that ilk. Like Emery condol- wanted Nzonzi, didn't he? He, he wanted Nzonzi, yeah.
2: apparently. But pff, I don't
0: know. I d- yeah, I don't see us buying Terea unless if we've had bought one of those players. Agreed. Uh,
1: that's, the, that's the other question, though, is it? Is Terea a real DM? Because he's not really played no. in that position before. As from what I've heard and what I've read before, apparently Terea is that box to box midfielder who can run up and down the pitch, who can actually do both jobs of being you know what I mean like being at the top and in the attacking you know what I mean helping out the attack and then back again to help out the defense yeah so we we could argue we've we you know what I mean even I've said it before we're playing torea like we are like Chelsea did Kanté last season mm. and the season before but We've also got to ask the question: Is Torreya an actual real DM? Because I think I think it was Steve who mentioned he's n- he's only real he's never really played in that position before, or he's only done it a couple of times. I, I can't I don't know, without looking back on it or uh, with him mentioning it again. But um, are we are we playing him in the right position? Is that, is is the defensive midfield where he wants to be? Now, if not, then we need to be looking at a defensive midfielder again.
0: No, I agree. Uh, I mean, anybody who's ever played football manager knows that you buy players to fit the system you want to play. You don't change the system to fit the players you have. Um, now, saying that being said, last season was the season where Emery had to use different tactics for the players that he had because he didn't have enough time really to get the players in uh, to play the way he wanted to play. This season, however, it's different. He's been, he has been backed in the transfer market, so one would hope that we would have um, seen something a little bit different. Now, with with the um, diamond formation we keep talking about, I think it could work if we had the right DM. Quite, quite frankly, we don't. So, I mean, at this point, the tactics, are, I think the... Uh, the diamond isn't working because we don't have the players to do it.
1: Well, yeah, we're playing Sabio's on the left and Guedes on the right-hand side of that diamond, and that's that's the thing that's not working is you're playing you're he's putting two players out of position. Guedes is more of that defensive midfielder, you know. He is more of a defensive midfielder, mm-hmm. but is also that he can also do that playmaking. You know, I mean to. To usher it forward, you know, he can pick out a decent pass to move the ball back forward. So it's and then obviously with Ceballos is nowhere near a left-handed side midfielder or a defensive midfielder. And then that's and I think this is why we're failing with this diamond is because we're playing two players out of position and we've got mm-hmm. Jacques Current DM.
0: Yeah, the the, the I think well, when we spoke in the, in the summer. About having a clear out and get rid of all the deadwood, pretty much all of us agreed that we couldn't get rid of everybody we wanted to get rid of. We it would have to go. Oh over no, a these things take time. So I think Xhaka uh, uh, will probably go at the end of the season. Uh,
1: no, I don't think he will make. He's the first name on the team sheet. He's our captain this season so far. Uh, he, he obviously likes him. He obviously does something good in front of in Emery's eyes. I don't know what if he's bending over and giving him a blowy. That's you know. I mean, I don't know. It's it's just one of them things you just don't know. So he's obviously doing something way, right.
2: I think the only way Chaka goes is if Emery goes.
0: Yeah. Well, if we don't hit top four or. Exactly. with the league that will probably happen to be quite frank um i don't think that it's the right course i think we should give him uh you know time to do it i think ah oh, well anyway we're going off topic go back to the actual the actual uh, lineups i was thinking uh leno niles socrates uh i was hoping to see holding uh, to be honest start uh, with uh, Kolasinac, Willock, and Gwendusi sitting in front, Pepe, Ceballos, Saka get a start, and Aubameyang. Just because I like to be different. Uh, looking at our opponents, though, let's go into that. They're, they've got Koja and Chester, uh, they're still out, but they're danger men. Uh, we touched on it earlier. I think that you've got quite a few dangerous players that we have to be aware of Jack Grealish, for one, and McGinn. Now, I I think McGinn has had an absolute fantastic season so far and so has uh, Grealish in the middle of the park. And to be honest, if we do not play well in the middle of the park uh, and we try to play this diamond formation, we'll probably, uh, we won't keep a clean sheet because they can pick a pass and they've got a couple of really good attacking players, uh, especially their new guy, Wesley, and he hasn't really hit the ground running but he's a big lad and he's got good feet and he's good in the air i've seen a few uh clips of him playing in belgium so i think we've got a few things to worry about I, but i don't think that, it, that it's enough for us to be worried about not winning the game i just hope that we actually turn up like we did last night lads now what do you think who do you think our most dangerous player is going into this game mcginn McGinn, yeah. Mike, what do you think?
1: I was going to say Grealish.
0: Grealish, whatever his name is. is Jack. Jack Grealish. Yeah, well, again, I think anybody who's watched any of their games over the last two seasons will know, uh, well, last season, should I say, is that when they got McGinn, uh, everybody thought he was a bit of a coup because he was being touted to go to some big clubs. And it's shown that he's like, signed two deals two new uh, deals to keep him at the club since he's signed so that just I goes to show how think he's a great little player brilliant. yeah he's a brilliant little player right now to the important stuff score predictions uh, obviously everybody knows we've got a prediction league amongst a nice little bit of uh, fun between us hosts and uh, panel panellists I, I think that's the term we agreed on panellists anyway so, looking at the game coming out, I think everybody put in their predictions to uh, the little group chat that we have. Um, Mike, what do you think the score's going to be?
1: I've been thinking about this all day, and I've been umming I mean, an hour in. I'm going for two-one, but I'm just not sure which way. But I'm going to have to say two-one Arsenal win. I think it's going to be a very tight game, and
0: I
2: just we're not
0: going to keep a clean sheet. Mm. Potsey, what do you think?
2: I've also gone for 2-1. Arsenal, I definitely know we're not going to keep a clean sheet, but I do think we'll have enough to win the game. It's not going to be easy. I don't remember a time where we have had a nice result. I know we won 3-0 last night. I don't remember a Premier League game that we've won by three or four goals. I think we have to go back to Fulham away last season to get that. So, for me, it's going to be 2-1. Uh, very similar to the Burnley game at home, I think.
0: Yeah. Well, just going through... Um, the other predictions that we've had so far are uh, uh, inevitable host Fergus Mumbles-Keating. Uh, he's gone for a 3-1 home win. Uh, Big Steve's gone for a 3-1 home win. Uh, I think Trev is still hung over and maybe even still a little bit drunk because he's gone for 4-0. He actually thinks we want to keep a clean sheet. Uh, the convict, <laughs> Max Ware from the Arse Bros pod rantcast. cast uh, he's gone for 2-1 as well so it's a general theme uh... boston also uh, with his usual form of not scoring any points he's gone for three now he thinks that we're going to get uh, a clean sheet as well um, i haven't actually made my prediction yet i've got i know we're going to win we got we got got win i think we'll get past uh... tyro mings and we'll score a couple of goals and i think uh, i think it's going to be i'm going to do a Manny and say three one um, what did Manny say? Uh Manny said 2 0. Yeah, okay. Alright, fair enough. Since so,
2: everyone's still about 3 1, he's not gone three one again, is he? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: Uh looking at the table Max the convict is on 10 I'm on 7 because apparently we're including the Europa League this season and I p- correctly predicted that we was going to win 3-0 last night Scanny, you're on 6 in 3rd and then it goes Manny, Fergus, Big Steve Trev, Potsy and Boston Ozil. Uh well it feels good to finally get back podding um, I don't know if anybody notices but we've got some new equipment we're getting used to so I apologise if we're not as fluid as we usually are uh, so Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, We have some listener questions. So I just wanted to take time to to answer some of those questions. Uh, Dan, you had a question sent to you, didn't you? From uh, your... Was it your brother-in-law sent in a question? Yeah,
2: my brother-in-law, Mark Partridge, he sent in a question. uh, (laughs) Ha-ha! After a clean sheet last night, do we keep the same back five... No, because that means Mustafi has to get back in that side And I can't be dealing with it I'm also not a fan of Chambers at right back I must admit, I think Callum Chambers is a centre half That should be an option But mm-hmm. um, you know, not a right back for me So my answer to that is no I would go with, um, with, with revert back to what we had Because I can't have Mustafi in the team.
0: That's a team That is a fair point Mike, do, do you agree we, we have to go back to our, our, our back line last week?
1: Uh, I'm just going to do, use my trademark speech and say, fuck
0: Mustafi. <laughs> <laughs> now, earlier I, I said that we were going to touch on the uh, the whole penalty thing. Now, I, I looked at a stat that came up on the BBC website and I'm going to ask you guys uh, this question. David Louise, David Louise, has conceded two penalties in four games for Arsenal compared to three. In 160 league appearances for Chelsea. That's astonishing. When will it be time to drop him? Or is he just not being used in the right way? Uh, I honestly don't think he's
1: being used in the right way. He he plays better when he's in a back
0: three, not a back two. True. I think we touched on that in the summer when we signed him as well. Yeah,
1: like they say, I'm going to keep it short, and I'm just going to say yes. We're not using him in the. We're not
0: utilizing him in the right way. He needs to play in a back three, not a back two. here, th- I think we've had discussions about this before. Do you think mm. that's pretty much bang on?
2: I think it's bang on. I think DM or back three or drop him.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I personally I think it should be give him a run at, at DM uh, against Forest and see how he see how he gets on. Right, boys, as we, as we know, this is usually a, a, a quick summation of the upcoming game. And we're about on time. So I just want to thank you for helping me do this podcast this week. And uh, I hope we speak to you again sometime soon. I don't think I'm available for the next week. I won't be at the Villa game myself because uh, I'm actually flying out to Portugal first thing in the morning. So, oh, nice, mate. Have yeah. a good holiday, mate. Thank you very much. Well Have uh, fun. I will. I haven't got a job to come back to because last night they said, "Oh yeah, we haven't got a job when you come back from work from holiday." So, oh, that's nice that, of him. That was nice of them. Yeah, at least
1: you can enjoy your holiday now. Wow, you know, yeah. no rushing back.
0: Well, that that goes with the territory of being uh, self-employed and sub, subcontracting yourself out. So that goes with the territory. So, listeners, thank you, thank you for listening. Now, I just want to remind everybody: please review us, like us share us with your friends make sure you check out YouTube and our new uh, video podcasts and uh, click the bell icon so that you know that uh, we're about to go live That so every time we go live you can join in with us and ask questions to the host as we record uh, we're also on all the major platforms Spotify Apple Podcasts uh, Acast so on and so on and so on so share, review, like Tell your friends, and I uh, hope you enjoy this weekend as much as I expected. Love you all. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans, for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons, or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons, and remember to rate and review us too.